Andrew Gratz, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 8 of the Blackhawks Ravecast. Coming to you live from the Puck Hockey Studios and brought to you by Puck Hockey, our founding and official sponsor since 2017. Head over to PuckHockey.com and check out the latest in hockey-themed apparel and gear. Really cool stuff, beautifully designed and well-made, like the rink line, the custom rink line, hats, hoodies, baseball tees, t-shirts, and the like. Um, and this fine hat that I'm wearing. Bad mother pucker. Bad mother pucker. I am your host, John Jekyll, better known across the interwebs as JJ or that Jekyll guy. With me tonight is my partner in this wacky venture known as The Rink, and now the host of the Seattle Kraken cast, a wholly owned subsidiary of TheRink.com, Jeff Osborne, also known as Gatekeeper. Hello, folks. That is the Osborne way. Joining me tonight are two of the usual suspects coming to us live from Hilton Head, South Carolina, um, enjoying the, uh, the, the warm breezes and the swaying pine trees in the background. Actually, it's more of a, a lattice back there at this point, um, is Andy Campbell. Andy, what's going on, dude? Hey, everybody. Uh, good to be back. Good to get back at it. Let's talk some Black Hawk hockey. Really excited to be here again. Excellent. Um, also joining us tonight, um, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, my Irish friend, Sean Fitzgerald, the blogger to be named later, also known as Sean Goldstein. Good to be back, John. Tonight's hat is uh, number seven, honor of uh, Brent Seabrook from the Seabrook Collection. So um, just thought I'd do that. And then I had to wear one of my green uh, Blackhawks jersey to aggravate gate, so... So you've got all that cheesy Blackhawks. You just made the list. <laughs> well, no, this is this is Brent Seabrook's hat. It's even got a number seven on the side. Yes, so. yeah, we, we, we've seen. We've observed. In, in honor of uh, the recently uh, no longer playing, I won't say retired Brent Seabrook. I thought you were going to say no longer with us. Yeah, would have been tough. Uh, <laughs> let's not go there. Um, so, guys. Um, we're going to have a quick show tonight. We don't have a lot to talk about. Um, we actually have no questions for a change. So apparently all you you guys out there have everything figured out. Good for you. We don't. Um, which is why we're going to talk about the, uh, the trading deadline, the Blackhawks strategy coming up to the trading deadline next month, which with their recent um, kind of tailspin, um, uh, I think has people talking more about what they should be doing. Um, and we're going to kind of break this up into two parts. The first one is going to be what we think the Hawks will do at the trade deadline. And then we're going to talk more. And I think we'll spend a little more time on what we think they should do at the trade deadline. Um, so let's talk about first, what do we think the Blackhawks brain trust? And I use that term loosely uh, will do at the trading deadline. And I'm going to start it with uh, Jeff Osborne. What do I think they're going to do, or what yes, do I think they will do? They should. Um, I don't think they're going to. You know, there, there's this talk, and, and we kind of talked about this briefly beforehand that, um, you know, they may take out a contract or something like that, someone's dead paper to, uh, to you know, to bring in some more assets, kind of like what Carolina did to the Blackhawks to get rid of, you know, their dirty paper. So, um, you know, today Scott Powers uh, wrote something about how. You know, they could take on Andrew Ladd's contract from the Islanders, send Yanmark back, and then maybe get, you know, a first round and a second round or, or maybe some players 
he kind of hit a couple of different things in there. Um, they could do something like that, but I mean, the numbers are really going to have to work. And, um, you know, based on Stan, he, he's not real, he's not super aggressive unless like it's cup or bust year. And I think he's, you know, the, the signs have pointed out, pointed towards him not being, you know, not buying into this. We're going to win the cup this year stuff. So timeout, Jeff, I I've got to, I've got to see, I didn't see what powers uh, reported, but is he actually saying that they'll get a first round pick and a second round pick for, no, he didn't say that he just threw out a bunch of things in there. Okay. Like uh, he threw out a, a couple of prospects, one of them being Oliver Wallstrom, which, which surprised me, but um, there were a couple other guys in there that like they said, maybe got guys that need change the scenery. So like lad and, and just for an example, Lad and Wallstrom and maybe a, a second rounder or something like that for like Yanmark and maybe something going, something else going back or something like that. He didn't, they didn't really nail it down too much, but he kind of collaborated with the uh, Arthur Staple, I believe it is from the, uh, the Islanders beat. And they kind of collaborated on guys that they could see uh, go leaving in New York. And then, uh, you know, for a, a guy like Yanmark. Okay. Um, I have some comments on that, but I'll wait. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Jeff? No, I just want to say, I think he's going to, based on what we kind of heard, we, uh, I know, uh, he, he had said something about, you know, he wasn't going to, he wasn't necessarily going to, uh, you know, build for now, but maybe, you know, look for building for the future. I had seen some kind of comment like that. And, and that's really what they have to do. I mean, the, the, the goal is the future. The goal is not this year. Cause you sneak into the playoffs this year. You're just wasting your money. You're throwing stuff away. Stop doing that. Like if you make the playoffs this year, great. That's, you know, how you play with house money. You're getting into what they should do. And, and but I want to know what you think they will do. We'll talk about what they should do later. What do you think they will do? I think they'll unload Yanmark. Maybe no one's going to want Walmart. Um, maybe you see a defenseman go like uh, uh, Dahan go possibly or something like that. Um, but I don't think you're going to see anything extreme. I don't, you're not going to see, you're not going to see him acquire anyone that's really super notable for this year. Uh, uh, you know, you, you might see the familiar name, like the lad thing or something like that, but they're, they're just not going to do anything great. They're going to do kind of what I think, you know, we all expected them to do take one of these one guys that are on expiring contracts, get rid of them, flip them for some assets like Carl Soderberg or something like that. And that, and, and that's going to be at the end of the day. Do you see them as casual sellers, if you will? <laughs> yes, no, perhaps. Yeah, I don't. I, I cut actually, out. Yeah, yeah. You cut out a little bit, or maybe I cut out. I don't know. Somebody cut out. Um, no, go ahead. Andy. I actually. Go ahead. Oh, okay. John I actually don't frozen think they're going to. Awesome pose. Oh, John's frozen again. All right, well, we're good. All right. Well, keep I'll going. keep rolling with that question. Um, they're not going to do anything. I, I really don't, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they literally don't do a thing and we hit the, or we hear the, the annual, we like our team mantra. Um, and truthfully, I think this is one of the few years where I'm fine if they actually don't do anything. Like, I mean, if they literally stand still and just say, all right, we're going to go for that four seed. We've got guys that need experience, you know, then that's, I don't think I would be too disappointed in that. Um, I think, you know, so that's what I think they will do. I don't think they're going to do a thing. I think they do hold on to Yanmark. I actually think they might hold on to Soderberg. It all depends on where they are. If they're at four, they're just going to go for it. 
Um, so I think they're going to sit still. Um, I'll be disappointed if they buy and I will be pleased if they sell and recognize that they don't have it right now because they don't. So I think that the, the business savvy move would be to sell. I think that they're going to, they're going to lay low and, and just hold the line and just say, we think we can get in this year and that'll be good for our young guys. And you know, if that's what they do, I, I wouldn't be terribly sad about that. So. Sean, what do you think they're going to do? I agree with Andy. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think um, based on whatever, Stan never really goes the way we think he's going to go. He zigs whenever he thinks he's going to zag. So I think they're going to just stand pat, hold on to everything. I do like Gates' um, idea of them getting Andrew Ladd because that would, not only would that hopefully weaponize their cap space, but it would also uh, meet the requirement of bringing a former Blackhawk back to the Blackhawks that Stan seems <laughs> to be trying to meet every year. So um, that that would be the only thing, but I think they're going to do nothing. Um, yeah, I'm going to join. I'm going to join the majority opinion here. Um, I I think that they will do a combination of nothing, and I could see them taking on somebody's dead contract and cap and cap space. The thing is, is I, I think that the construct of those theoretical deals that the athletic writers were boiling up to me is fantasy land. I think that uh, um, I, I, uh, Yanmark and, and taking on some cap space is not going to get you any high draft picks. It may, it may, I don't know, maybe it gets you a second round pick. I don't see how it gets you Oliver Wallstrom, you, unless his, his star has fallen so far. Um, so I, I, to, I, but I think that's, I have a feeling that's what they're going to do because in so doing they, they trade, um, you know, some cap space this year for, um, some, for some draft picks, probably, you know, some second, third, fourth, maybe fifth round draft picks, which can't hurt, you know, that it's a lottery ticket. In the meantime, they don't get rid of Soderberg. They don't get rid of Walmart. They don't get, get rid of, of uh, Yanmark because they're going to – so chances are, I, I still believe that at the deadline, they may, they may be in fourth place still. And I think absolutely they're going to want, you know, at any added revenues they can get from being in the playoffs, that old, you know, give the kids experience mantra, et cetera. You know, and, you know, they don't really give a crap if they jeopardize their draft position, which ought to be as important as anything else in this. Um, but but they're going to they're going to do it. They're going to they're going to definitely want to go for the playoffs because they love to you know, they love to reinforce their narratives. And their narrative is that they've improved greatly this year, even though the improvement is a little bit sketchy. I mean, uh, it's it's some of it has been a really hot goalie. And the old three-on-three that they fall back on, et cetera, um, and they have a lot of work to do to really improve this team to being a legitimate, you know, playoff team year in year out and a cup contending team. Um, but they'll go for the for the quick hit, and, and you know, they're going to do. I think they're going to guys, and they're going to on somebody's dead dead cap space in return for some drafts and. Probably should do. I think they really should be sellers, and you know I agree with with Gate, and I think they should be bigger sellers. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start that topic off, um, and I'm gonna turn it over to Sean. What do you think, Sean? Setting aside what you think they will do, what do you think the Hawks should do at the trade deadline? They should sell. I think Carl Soderberg 
Matthias Yanmark. Um, if you can get anybody to take Walmark, if you can get anyone to take, um, I poor, trade poor Colin Delia. If you're not going to give him a chance yes. to play here, let him play someplace else, or at least try to play someplace else. Trade him. Um, if you can find somebody to take Calvin DeHaan's contract, trade him. Like, try to – everything's all about the future now. It's not – revenue be darned. It's not about making the playoffs this year. It's about building up assets to when you're ready to compete. Ultimately, you've got, you've got to find guys to fit your puzzle, and we're still – we're still working on the outline of the puzzle right now. We don't have the center filled in or any of that stuff. So you've got to sell, sell, sell. But like it's it's literally like the end of trading places when they're like sell, sell, sell. That that's what they got to do. Frozen yeah. concentrated orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to you in a second. Okay, Andy, Clarence speaks. <laughs> yeah, they should sell. I mean, I, I agree with Shawnee hundred percent. Will they sell? I don't think they will. I do. I do think that they're like, again, they're going to be fighting for that four spot and they might want to keep guys like Soderbergh around um, in that fold, particularly on the power play in front of the net. If they think, Hey, let's give, you know, and then they'll lose him for nothing. And that'll be that. Um, or I don't know who knows knowing the Hawks, they'll probably re-sign him for like three more years if they hold on to him. But um, I would sell it right now. And, and actually I feel more comfortable doing that now. I mean, you've got, you've got young kids who have come in and have proven that they're going to be NHL hockey players. And I think some of them, you didn't know that before. Right. So I think selling right now makes sell and get younger, you know, make, make sure that a guy like Hagel is on the fourth line when he's 24, 25 years old, and then has another 22 or 23 year old with him, you know, on the fourth line, mucking it up. Um, just get younger and younger. I mean, I don't, I think that that's, that's the way to do it. Any picks you can get back. JJ, you mentioned go for the lottery ticket, do it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about a hefty return on Yanmark um, because I, I don't think he's part of their future or a hefty return on Soderbergh. If it's a fourth round pick, take it, you know? Oh, trade Dillstrom too. <laughs> well, I, I, Hey, if you could, if you could find any taker for Dylan Strom in any way, shape or form, do it. They're not going to find one. They won't. Hey guys, wait, I, I want to break this to you. Our boy was, Ray said it. So I got to bring it up. Dylan Strom makes Kirby doc expendable. <laughs> oh he did just oh, score his God. fifth goal, but come on. No, I, Honestly, I just, you're, you, you're not, you're not going to get anything for no one is going to buy Dylan Strom right now. I mean, <laughs> why on, why on earth? If you're a contender, would you be like, that's the guy we need. The Hawks I mean, bought him. You guy, you I hate, well, you right. hate Dylan Strom as much as we hated Eric Gustafson. Well, yeah. I just, I don't, I, he, he is a skilled hockey player who is not a good skater and isn't good at winning 50, 50 pucks. If you are a contender right now, you will say, yeah, we need that guy for – how much are we willing to give up for a guy that we could use right now in our second power play unit, and that's about it. Yeah, I you think – I just don't <laughs> – it's not happening. Yeah, so. I think if they're going to move Strom, it'll be like before the draft. But, yeah, you're right. There's going to be no market for him because he's not a guy who comes in and, and adds anything to a contending team. Um, no, he, he just came back from getting hurt, and he was playing terribly before that. I mean, I don't – where's his value right now? But, you know, great. He scored tonight. Congrats. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's what triggered me. I, I saw that. I every saw show, that. every show. Sorry. Sorry. I go to bed at night, staring at the ceiling, thinking about this. <laughs> We've talked about this. <laughs> so I have to, All right, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah. I have to interject here that, that Ray, Ray in fact was joking as Ray often yes. does. 
when yes. he said that. Yes, uh, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, stop. obligatory iron comments. There we go. Okay, now that we got that right. there, it is right. There's another. So one Jeff, right Jeff Osborne, my friend, my my partner, um, fellow grumpy old guy. Um, what do you think the Hawks should do this at this trade deadline? Well, uh, I mean, honestly. I got into it before, um, you know, get ready. And Mark, if anyone would take Walmart, which they're not going to, because he's gotten, you know, although someone did trade for chemo team and after he didn't play the whole year and traded for uh, two second uh, who, picks, I believe. Yeah. Who was it in 2010 that they got who had uh, mono the entire year? Um, oh, uh, Kim Johnson. Kim Johnson. Kim no, Johnson. no, no, Johnson, right? no, no, no. It was the center from well, the that, Bucks. No, that was something. the that was the Barker deal. Was the Kim Johnson? Oh yeah, the center from. Yeah, it was uh, Bar- Barker for for that. What ended Nick yeah. Letty and Kim Johnson? Great. Yeah, in 2010 they traded for someone that had mono the entire year and didn't play. So for their big playoff run. Uh, so, you know, I mean, anything can happen. But I mean, yeah, they they just need to get rid of these expiring contracts and see if you can, you know, a couple that have two years on them. See if you can get rid. You know, lower your salary. Uh, you've got these young guys in here. Open it. You know, I, I know they're going to have this supposed cap space, but it's 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 LTIR space. Like there there are you know they have to be compliant at the beginning of the year. Like you can't. They're not going to be able to hide twelve million dollars overnight the opening day. You know, so you're going to you can't use all of it all the time. You can't just sign up all these free agents this summer and all that stuff. So it doesn't work like everyone thinks it works. It's not just free cap space. So, uh, but, uh, you know, get, get rid of these guys. One, two year contracts that are older than, you know, 27, 28, maybe. I mean, I know you're not going to get rid of Kane uh, just cause they're not going to. And, uh, but you know, there are a couple guys on the rest they could unload that it, it isn't going to hurt this team any. So I, I, they need to just, you know, clean house, clean all those people. You're not going to use trade away, you know, uh, you know, uh, if you get something good for some prospects like Lucas Carlson, who may not fit in the plans next year, get rid of them, like clean some of these guys out that you're not going to use to develop guys. You are, you may use, uh, that that's what needs to be done. You know, you got to flush out the old that you're not going to use to bring in the new that you're going to then, then develop for that next wave of people. So. Yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I'm going to, in the spirit of the question, what they should do, um, although and I know they, they will not do it. I've, I've, after saying this for two or three years and hoping that uh, they would see the light, um, they're not going to do it. But I, I still feel that they should be moving, um, you know, the big contracts of, the, of a couple of the remaining core superstars and even potentially Kane because of the return in terms of assets that they can build with. Um, really legitimate assets they could build with would be huge right now. Um, but they're not going to. I think Kane at minimum is going to be here till 2023 and, and Keith probably will too um, because the Hawks are going to try to, you know, sort of halfway through their, their way through this like they've done for the last five years um, with uh, not, not the greatest results. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, it's really interesting and I'm going to sort of segue then into our last topic that I, I want to talk about, which was, Stan Bowman's comments today on Jonathan Taves. Um, I want to I want to weigh in on that a little bit too. But you know what Bowman? One of the things Bowman said: Johnny's really excited about what he sees going on with our team. He told me that. I mean, when does Stan Bowman stop 
constantly trying to, to spin a narrative of how great everything is and how great he is. Why can't he just be honest? And like, for example, on tapes, well, you know, obviously he's not here right now, so he's not ready to play hockey. Really? You know, I mean, why not just, just say that, you know, but it's all positive. It's all positive. That's what he said. And I, I, yeah, that, that infuriated me, the all positive thing, because if Jonathan Taze is not on the ice, that's not all positive. Exactly. exactly. Jonathan Taze is still not playing hockey. We don't know when he's going to play hockey. We don't know if he's ever going to play hockey again. And you just saying all positive is just this blanket statement saying, well, I don't want to say there's anything bad I, and I can't say there's anything good. So I'm just going to say all positive because that's so generic that no one's going to do anything with it. It's just a bunch of used car bullshit, bullshit. that he's spewing yeah. out yeah. to keep the meatballs from freaking out because Jonathan Taze might not ever play hockey again. Exactly. Just tell the truth. Just say, look, there's no news to report. We, we're yeah. hopeful that he gets better. We're hopeful that he will play again for us soon or at some point. And, and we were just, our thoughts and prayers are with him, period, end of story. I think Bowman has a keep it positive clause in his contract. Like he doesn't <laughs> constantly spew bullshit that's meant to, you know, get the meatballs all motivated and sell tickets. He's going to get fired. And it's, it's really, it's infuriating because I personally, I think, yeah, there's still people who just buy that, you know, lap that crap up whenever he lays it down. But I think there's a lot of people, frankly, who see through it and it's not helping their brand. I really, I really don't think it is. There, people are starting to see them as being dishonest. And the truth is he's not lying about Taves, but, but what, he, what he's being dishonest about is this, is this constant spin on everything as being wonderful and great and positive. Can't say, you know what, we're pulling for him but there's no news to report. No, you got to turn into, he really likes our team. I just, I wanted to slap my computer when I heard that, yeah. you know, anyway. So Sean, I want to know your thoughts on that. I Stan Bowen is just, I don't, I think he tries to be overly positive because there's nothing really to talk about. Like that's, I, that's the, the messaging that he's going with. Like, like I, he doesn't want to be real with us. He, I think, honestly, I think he thinks he's smarter than all of us. I think he thinks he's so he's smarter than everybody in the room, which is the ultimate sign of arrogance. And the Yo, that's, have, that is 100% true, Sean, but I, I don't, don't, don't mean to cut you off, but that is 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he's been rewarded for his arrogance. Like he got a promotion this past year. So any, he doesn't think he, he thinks he crafts rainbows right now. And anything he says is, <laughs> Is pure solid gold. He's like the guy in the Lucky Charms boxes. He's magically delicious, and everything's coming out great. Wow, I, we have a we have an Irish theme going tonight with Sean. Definitely. Yeah, so yeah, I know. Geez, you, you oh, worked Lucky Charms into the box. They are. Hey, at least I didn't say anything about the Cubs, so you're good on that one. Oh, well, there you just did. So screw <laughs> that, buddy. All right, Andy, what do you what do you think about Bowman's comments about Taves? And it's okay to be to be dismissive and not as pissed off as the rest of us. I just want to. Cut, I yeah. Want to cut. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to pick my battle. So I guess I'm not like overly disappointed. I mean, I, it is what it is. I mean, I'm almost, it's, it's in a, it's an immunity now with Stan Bowman when you read any interview, any article, anything about him, where it's just like, he's, he's not going to give you much. Everything he's going to say is going to be, as we talked about positive, 
he's going to try to represent the organization is constantly going in a positive direction and everything is looking terrific. So I, I don't, I guess I wasn't overly disappointed because you, you don't get anything out of Stan Bowman. And I mean, it's great. Oh, I, I exchanged a couple emails with our captain. That's awesome. That's great. I'm glad, you know, he got back to me. Wow. Well, it's, you know, you I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I don't Bowman know. I mean, I, I, I kind of like, That's how arrogant he is. No, I mean, he, but I, but I would have, I, what I would have appreciated if he just said, yeah, we don't have any update on Jonathan. That's it. That's it. Like, don't, let's not, that's, that's all you need to say. Everyone knows it's serious. He like, you know, Gabe, Casey, like you said, he's not playing, you know, he's our captain and he's not playing hockey right now. And there's no timetable on his return. I mean, just say we don't have an update on him, you know? So, yeah. You know, know. And, and here's the thing he can be, there's things that he can and should be positive about. Like Bill Kershaw yeah. scored a goal the other night. Um, there's a, a handful of young guys who, who are looking like guys who can be around and help this team for a number of years let's talk talk about that if you want to be positive talk about that but please don't give me this garbage about well johnny's really excited about our team and and he's really excited about what he sees it's like shut up dude anyway gay what do you think well i mean you know you guys said a lot of the things that i that i you know think too i mean but with stan bowman it's a finely crafted game it's a game for him because he's going to say Things are all positive. The beat writers are all going to grab that quote that says, Stan Bowman, things are all positive. And then this thing just it grows legs and they run with it. And it's, well, we just heard that Jonathan Taze, it's all positive about him. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. If you look at it in context and you listen to what he actually said, he said, like, we have no updates. Uh, you know, we're, we don't really know what's going on. We're not really sure. We're just hoping. And it's all positive. And he just throws that little, he knew he was throwing that little quip in there so that everyone could grab Correct. that quote and all the beat writers could throw it out to everybody. And, and now everybody, every casual fan, every John and Sally casual fan is going, well, you did you hear about Taze? It's all good. It's all good. Crack. It's crack. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's peddling crack to the meatheads. And yeah. it's, it's just, it, it, it really becomes, I mean, this, this, I, I followed this team. 1960. Uh -oh. How old I am? And oh, we missed it. You cut out on it's that one. I think your internet connection is <laughs> from that era too. <laughs> I still have. I still have CompuServe. Figure it out. Actually, I have Spectrum. And Spectrum internet, you suck ass. Sorry, but uh, you know, it's right, just check them off the sponsor list. Yeah, it's. Uh, Can well, I suggest you let that one marinate. <laughs> we're checking a lot of people off the sponsor list, pal. <laughs> Once but, uh, I show up, that's when the sponsor list just goes off the rails. It's just significantly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, he needs, I don't know. He needs to stop doing it because sooner or later, this stuff's going to catch up with him. I, I really think it is going to, I mean, it's, it's just at some point, you know, you keep throwing this crap out there and people keep lapping up. It's like, it's like the it's like the insurrectionists at the Capitol. They all get busted. They're facing federal prison, and now they're all blaming Trump. You know, it's like at some point they're going to start blaming Bowman. You know, I mean, can confirm. So anyway, that's that's we're going to end on that note, I guess tonight. It's it's a short show. Um, do you guys have any topics you want to talk about though before I wrap things up? 
Matt Tompkins. Love, <laughs> love, love <laughs> Matt, Matt Tompkins. No, I, hey, Rockford, there's there's some kids in, in Rockford that are playing pretty well. Hey, they're playing Andy, pretty well. Andy, give us an abbreviated Rockford report. That would be great. Well, I, I like I like Ulti right now. You know, he had that big overtime goal. Uh, that was nice. I mean, there's there's some there's some kids down in Rockford who are starting to look like regular AHLers and not, you know, not these not these big time prospects that I think will come up. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, Regula seen pretty good minutes, which is good. I mean, that's that's positive. That we, you know, we all talked about how a full year he needs down there. The goaltending situation is crazy, but I think you know it's fun for a guy like Matt Tompkins and how long his career has been to have a couple career nights in there. Um, you know, that's really fun. Other than that, Barrett is playing regular minutes, which is good. You know, he's chipping in an assist or so every other game. Um, I still think ultimately bottom six guy. I mean, they don't have any forwards. I don't think down there right now that are going to be top six NHL players probably at this point, when you think about it. Um, not positive. <laughs> that, that is not positive. No, I'm trying to silver lining. I mean, I mean, they are five, eight and one. I mean, it hasn't been all, all sunshines and rainbows down there. Uh, yeah. And they started you know, off really get, bad too. Yeah. They, they were, I know. So, so, okay. So basically, basically right now, just call me Stan Bowman Rockford. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm doing <laughs> right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's all, but it honestly, it's all about being professionals down there and playing and, and, and learning about the game. I mean, I'm not really worried about their record. There's a couple of kids down there that will be NHL players. I think, I still think regular is going to be one of them. Obviously Bodan has been up and down back and forth a little bit. The taxi squad, obviously we all want to see more players playing there. Dealey is not playing. We talked about that. That's no good. Mm. Um, is, yeah, is Nal- the, uh, the Nalimov or Nalimov going to play or they just off? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure Tompkins gets it, gets, gets the next start again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not playing until this weekend. Well, they but... sent Tommy Auburn down too. Yeah. And Auburn's back down with the fuel. So maybe Nalimov's in, I don't know. Maybe Kale Morris will get a start here or there. We'll see. Um, I am excited about the Slavin signing. Obviously, I like that a lot. I'm really excited. Ooh, to see here, we that here we go. Here we go. Eric Andrews is salivating uh, right now. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I don't know. You hear from very good hockey sources that he has a very good work ethic, punches in and punches out every time he comes to the rink. Is a faith-based uh, I, kid, family oh man, god in hockey. Guy. You're, uh, you are wow. media savvy, Andy. <laughs> well, I'm, well, all I'm saying is what's not to like about the kid, and now he's a professional, and let's see what he can do. You know and what? The, and the guys, the guys that have coached coached him have said. You know, we're not listening to what the media says about him. We're listening to their, their his coaches that have said that he's the real deal. So I'm looking forward to it. You know what? And I mean, we sit here and we talk about five on five hockey and how the Hawks need to get better and how they need those those all terrain forwards and you know guys with that with that extreme work ethic and competitiveness. And you know what? Slavin may end up being Kyle Bond, but he could end up being, you know. Uh, sort of a, a Boone Jenner type player, maybe Boone Jenner light, for example, or, you know, a, a, uh, another sort of uh, Hagel type player and the Hawks need more of those guys. They, they, if they're going to become a competitive team again, they, they need more of those guys because they need to be better five on five. So I've uh, been trained for the time being, you know, we'll see what happens with them. I, I don't think we can anoint them anything yet, but you're right. Andy, those are really positive signs about this kid. And I, you know, it's not all those types of players. Cause I mean, you need skill players too, obviously, but, but the Hawks need more of those types of players, I think 
to really, uh, you know, rebuild the, the, the team and the pipeline. So, yeah. Here's a good player to get in mind when you think about Slavin. Maybe a little better, Matthew Highmore. That's okay. I like him. That's, what I, that, that's where <laughs> I would expect him to possibly be able to fit in if he works out for the Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll I, go along with that. There's a lot. I mean, the same type of game. They play the north-south game. Uh, right. You know, he's no frills. He's not super fancy. He's just a good straight line guy who, you know, can probably win some board battles. He's got a little bit of size to him. He's actually got some speed. Um, yeah. I, I think that, that to me is a little better Matthew Highmore. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, no, I, totally. Totally. I don't, I don't think he'd be much more than that either. I think I do think though, that it's, it, it is important to continue to get younger with players like that yeah. because the shelf life on that whole grinding, you know, I mean, what, when those guys are 27, 28, I mean, if you look in Boston right now, I mean, a guy like Curley right now, they're talking about dealing, you know, and he's 27 years old, 28 years old, or two years ago when he was in the finals against St. Louis. It's like everybody needs this guy, a guy like this on their roster. I mean, I think the shelf life of players like that, the yeah. age frame is 22, maybe to 27. And yeah. so, I mean, you really got to keep getting younger when guys like Walmart don't work out. Well, look at, you know, look and, at Zach and you're going to move away from him. So, I mean, look at Zach. Smith. Yeah, exactly. Five years ago, exactly. He, he was, he was a guy everybody wanted for their lower lines. And then he just kind of fell off a cliff because I think those guys wear down more, you know? Right. Um, uh, yeah. I don't Sean know if he's, any, yeah. Sean Corrales. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. now, now, now Boston fans are like deal him, get him out of here. Like yeah. he doesn't bring it the way he used to. So yeah. you need to continue to get younger in that bottom six frame. It's important. Yeah. I, totally I mean, let's look. Tyler Mott is still kicking around the league. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so. How old is he? Yeah. 25. I don't know. Yeah, 25, I 26, yeah. I think. He came yeah. out of, I think he came out his junior year out of yeah, right. Michigan, yeah, I believe. Right. Yeah, he came out of Michigan. But, yeah, no, he's he's had he's had a pretty good career. He's had, like, a solid five-year career, four or five-year career. Is he still in Vancouver? Yeah. yeah he's in Vancouver. No, no, no. no. Columbus. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I was no. thinking of Tanner Carroll. Sorry. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that Tanner Carroll's AHL <laughs> with Dallas. He went from Columbus no. to Vancouver. I don't know where Tyler Mott is now. I haven't really been following Tyler Mott too too hard these days. So, well, what know. are you doing, John? Come on. I know. I'm falling. I'm definitely falling off. All right. Anything else? Do we have any any other reports or comments or whatnot? I am reading a book called The Hot Hand, and it's about like being in the zone. And I think that's currently, you guys are going to laugh, but players get into a zone and they feel like they're unbeatable. For So I think everybody goes through it, whether it's like middle school or whatever. I think that's what's happening with Matt Tompkins right now. So they better ride it while he's still in the zone <laughs> because then eventually, eventually it goes away and then you, you realize like you're just who you are. But everybody gets in the zone at some point or – as the book described, like um, from Midway's NBA Jam, you're all heating up, and then ultimately you're on fire, but eventually that goes away. So, yeah, that's interesting. That it's might an be interesting a- book. Uh, it's kind of right now geared towards basketball a lot, but it's by um, Ben Cohen of the Wall Street Journal. So, you know, that's really interesting. And being in the zone, and and uh, you know, a a, um, a movie that I saw. Gosh, it's probably twenty years old now about basketball that I think is really applicable to, to sports in general and, and it really applicable to hockey. And Andy, we were talking before the show about youth hockey, couldn't be more applicable. And that was uh, the film Hoop Dreams. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Classic. You know, classic movie. We'll we'll talk about more about that topic and similar topics um, in a recast um, um, to come. I there's a, a local uh, goalie coach here in in Columbus who works for the Blue Jackets and is also working with my sons. He's been working with my sons for the last couple of years, and uh, he's agreed to come on the show. and And uh, I think he's got some really great perspectives about youth hockey and what parents should expect from youth hockey from their kids and from coaches um and uh we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get back to to that um aspect of hockey which we've covered in years past um and we're, we'll start diving back into that uh with into future shows so all right well i think we're going to start winding this one up um does anybody any of you guys have any plugs for any of your current and future ventures come on I got, well, I, of course, the, the Kraken Hostel, Seattle Ringcast. Um, we're just getting up and going, and I'm going to get some more guests coming up soon. We've only been doing about one a month because, of course, there's no team yet. But uh, we're trying to get it up fired, trying to get the fan base uh, hey, ready to go. Hey, why don't you talk about the big news with Seattle? They were ranked above the Buffalo Sabres in a, in a poll. <laughs> yeah. Talk, yeah, talk about the ultimate troll job. <laughs> That's what it was. But, uh, yeah, so that podcast, and then follow all of our social media. At the Rink Shy is for Chicago. And then we have at the rink, Colorado at the rink, Toronto at the rink, uh, NWHL. We have at the rink, uh, AHL. Uh, we have, uh, all that stuff. So just follow all of our social media. And then our Facebook page is just one where everything comes together. Uh, and, uh, our Instagram, we also put our stuff on there so you can follow us on Instagram at the rink official or on Facebook at the rink official. And visit our sponsors, puckhockey.com, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Get some of this key, some of this gear, right? Get some of these, some of these rink. That's not a rink. Or this. You got my t-shirt here. My t-shirt. Yeah, I got a sticker shirt. Here. Rink decals. Yep. yep. Rink signature line. Marion Hosa signature line. They've got it all. You can get a 10% discount when you use T-H-E-R-I-N-K, all caps, discount code at puckhockey.com. Oh, one thing really- I don't, I don't, one thing I want to mention with that is uh, we are going to be doing somehow we're going to be putting together some kind of giveaway soon of some puck hockey merch. So um, stay tuned for all that. I got a whole mess of these stickers to give away. You can put them everywhere. Your kids can put them all over your house on your furniture and everything. Your wife will love it. So we're going to be giving some of these away too. <laughs> all right. Um, so um, we're, we're going to wrap this baby up. Um, Thank you to the usual suspects for joining me uh, tonight, as well as uh, Jeff Osborne from the Seattle Kraken cast. Um, we uh, thank our sponsor, Puck Hockey, P-U-C-K-H-E-K-Y.com. Um, what else? Anything else? I don't think so. Stop so, Asian hate. No Asian hate. Yeah. Stop Asian hate. I'm, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all about the world issues. Last week, last podcast, it was get your COVID vaccine. Now it's stop Asian hate. Nice. Nice. Sean will have a book report and a and a um, social conscience report from you every night. Um, sure, that's how I'm always reading. So that'll be awesome. All right. Um, so for myself, Jeff, Sean, Andy, and the rest of the Rink Brats, we will see you on the rink. <laughs>